You're listening to In My Humble Opinion with Maxilia Robinson and Charles Lewis only on 1013 Jams. IMHO Talk Show. Yeah. We here once again like we never left, Miss Max. That's right. We back. First live show since 2022. Intro. Happy about it. Got all the crew here. Sir Charles, A.A. Ron, Razor. That's right. <laughs> Y'all got to excuse Aaron. Y'all got to excuse him. Aaron is a fresh, fresh off vacation, fresh from the islands. <laughs> <laughs> the tropics of Maui. To be I told you, man. You, you, you hit the re- you, t- you hit the return of the Mac perfectly, my brother. <laughs> nah, what's up, man? Blessed to everybody, my man Troy, Miss Mizax, Charles, Sir Luke, Sir Charles Lewis. I'm glad to be in the house, and I know we got some great things excited for the people today. Mm-hmm. And, um, I hope everybody's gonna be tuning in because we're gonna give y'all some food to chew on. Food to chew you on. Know that. And Razor, what say ye? Yay, man. Uh, 2021 tried to kill me and 2022 uh let me know that uh i'm here for a purpose Mm, god's still on the throne like so yeah absolutely so Mm -hmm. i'm actually looking forward to this show right here because um i finally think i found the purpose i'm supposed to be walking in so i'm Mm. thankful to be here Mm. Oh, okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> Bring it up. Prophet, prophet, the prophet <laughs> yeah. this morning with the word for the people. Well, for nine ninety nine, <laughs> I can get you there too. <laughs> so man, um, yeah, but thank y'all, thank y'all, IMHO family, and y'all know how to do, you know what to do while we are here. Taking Seaville to the world, bringing the world to Seaville. Tell a friend, tell a mm-hmm. friend during those That's breaks right. and at any time. How can they reach us, Miss Max? How can the good folks yeah. reach you? Mm-hmm. 434-422-9101. And you can hit us up on Facebook. So feel free. Mm-hmm. Leave your comments, questions, call the station. Engage. Engagement. That's what we're looking That's- for. That's right. And shouts out, you know, for the new year as well. Our folks from Diecast Media, Marshall Hanbury, mm-hmm. still hanging in here with us, it's making awesome. us sound and look so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so for this year 2022, y'all, you know, Miss Max, we thought what better way to kick it off, right, than to mm-hmm. invite our friends in, you know, from our collaborative, the Charlottesville Inclusive Media Group. Uh, you know, which consists, of course, of In My Humble Opinion talk show, as well as Charlottesville Tomorrow, Vinegar Hill Magazine. Um, and so, you know, we announced, you know, around the end of last year that um, Charlottesville Tomorrow has its first uh, chief editor in place now, talking about none other than our first guest, Anjali Shaw. Hello, Ms. hello. Ms. Shaw, thank you for joining us. I am so, so thrilled to be here. Appreciate it. Yeah, and um, and you know, she will be followed up this hour to talk more about those hot topics. Max raising AA Ron, the governor, and the executive orders he's put in place already, and talking about you know some COVID updates, the redistricting. So you know all the things that affect us that shows us why it's not all right to sit out for that vote. Can I get an amen? Amen. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's when you hit the organ. (laughs) Right. 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 Hey, uh, so, all right, so yeah, uh, Angelie, let's go ahead and jump into it. So first, welcome, welcome, welcome to to Seaview. I know you've been here for a couple of years now, but you know, w- welcome to the team. Yeah, looking forward to the to the great work um, that that you want to put in. So, you know, first things first, though, um, let 
you know, bring the folks up to speed a little bit with you because you came here to Charlottesville at a very peculiar time. The timing of your arrival and what didn't make you run away <laughs> you know, <laughs> says a lot about your character. So you know, go ahead and introduce the folks, you know, a little further, present yourself, yeah. you know, your, your background and uh, what brought you here. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm a journalist. I came out of sort of international news and then national news up through public media. And I arrived in Charlottesville on August 12th. 2019. Mm-hmm. My first day in Charlottesville, I went to a memorial for uh, uh, for for folks and the and the things that happened here. Um, so yeah, and my second day in Charlottesville, I met the team at Charlottesville Tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they uh, they are they are so um, interested in doing the kind of work that I think is so important locally. Uh, and so yeah, that's how I got here. Um, I. You know, it's really been a really interesting ride. I started December 1st as editor-in-chief. Congrats. And after working in international news and national news, now I'm in very, very local news, which means that I get to do things like actually meet all the people who mm-hmm. we are writing about and, and trying to serve. Awesome. Which is an awesome thing. That is an awesome thing. Yeah. And we, we, we do also already have on the line with us... Um, one of the uh, one of the new community engagement reporters for Charlottesville tomorrow. So I'll, I'll let you further introduce her, and she can say hello. Yeah, you guys have to know Tamika Jean Charles. She's a she's started before me actually, uh, and she is covering families and education in town, uh, and just started on that beat a couple weeks ago. Tamika, you want to say hi? Hi everyone, Tamika. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Tamika. Hey, and Tamika, uh, you so you you have a nice little story too, right? So you came up by way, right, of uh, Haiti, Florida. Did some work in Petersburg. Tell us a little bit about that. We're yeah, well, um, so my family um, are originally uh, from Haiti. My parents emigrated from the island in the mid '90s. Um, had my sister and I in South Florida. Um, so I've been born and raised in South Florida. Um, didn't move to like Virginia is my first. Um, place I lived in that was in Florida mm-hmm. um yeah I worked in Richmond I worked in Petersburg um and now I'm here in Charlottesville so I'm, I've become a central VA person mm-hmm. um but yeah but it, it, it's, it's been really fun good 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 you know so the first the nice. fir- yeah the first thing Max I, I want to kick it over to you because you know we have yourself we have Tamika we have Angelie right like y'all are all strong women, smart women, leading causes within the community, leading voices. You know, that's that's very mm-hmm. important. Women of color being lead voices, telling their own story and representing their families and their community. So, Max, mm-hmm. what, I, what I'm curious to hear from all three of y'all is is like what responsibility do you all feel and what's some of your experiences as women of color in media? Oh, my God. Where do we start? <laughs> um, for me, I think. Uh, you know, I, I came into journalism to serve. It was never about uh, being famous or being like in the middle of controversies. It was about service to community always, even when I was working abroad in conflict zones. It was about service. Um, and I think as women of color, we take that responsibility very seriously. Mm. Um, sometimes I think there's a lot expected of us and we are expected to take on situations that are really messy. Um, And in this town, certainly I'm like, I came into this job fully aware of how many women of color have come through leadership positions in this town and really put everything on the line for what Mm -hmm. they believe in. Um, So I, 
I want to do the same thing. And also I want a long career. So uh, I'm trying to navigate that now, really. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Max, to make mm-hmm. it curious y'all insight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's, it's a difficult atmosphere, I guess I can call it, for women of color. Um, and, and especially given the current social climate and political climate. So, you know, just as a female in general, you're expected uh, to be self-assured and you're expected to be strong and, and persevere and um, be bold and speak out and all of the be superwoman and mm. all of these things, you know. Um, and then on the other hand, if you show any vulnerability, then you get labeled one thing. Or if you are too bold, then you get labeled something else. And so we are really always juggling these, or at least I am, maybe I can't speak for every woman, but always juggling these balls of what's 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 right, what's wrong, what's good, what's a good fit, you know, um, mm-hmm. trying to bring a table, to, a chair to the table trying to make sure that I deserve to be at the table, trying to, and it's sometimes it's a little exhausting. Mm. I mean, just being quite frank with you, sometimes it is. On the other hand, on the other hand, I understand that as a black woman, I have an obligation. Mm. I have an obligation uh, to myself, to my black husband, to my black children, to my black community, and then to the, to the Charlottesville community world at large, just to, to, uh, be a, a spokesman, right? Mm-hmm. To be a spokes a spokesman for what is right. Um, to call out injustices, and um, mm. and to be a leader in that way. To 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 carry myself as an example, so that you know the people that are look for, looking at me, even though I may not know it, um, mm-hmm. see something that they'd like to follow, or something they can build off of, or something that can help build their character, or what have you. So. You know, it's a, it's an internal battle. It's an external battle. But what I'm assured of is that, regardless, it's a battle, and you, and it's not one that you can uh, shrink back from. Mm, can't quit. Down on the press. And Tamika, right. Tamika, your your experience and feelings. Yeah, um, I mean, it's definitely been um, hard for me too, um, because I've always been the only black person, let alone black girl, and a major- majority of things I've done. So to kind of um, pursue Korean journalism, um, there's a lot of moments where you do kind of lose hope, um, not, not only because you're, you're the only person that looks like me in a room or like, mm. you know, I have opinions that pertain to my experience that people also don't understand and will kind of take it as um, something else. But mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I feel like the um, kind of like Angelie, like I came to journalism to serve. Um, my intentions are to like serve those around me, especially those who look like me. Um, as, so I think, I don't know, I think it's important to just be a voice, especially be a voice that looks like the voice I'm hoping to cover, um, in the future. So I think it's important to have people like that. Mm. You know, can I ask a question though? Because when I was listening to Max, I was thinking, you know, on the one hand, there's a lot of expectation on women of color. You mm. know, for me, uh, my parents immigrated from India. I'm a Canadian from, who moved around all over the place, mm. uh, mm-hmm. You know, from a national news perspective, for example, I think like the best thing example I can come up with is the Unite the Right rally here mm-hmm. happened. And then uh, the hearings about uh, the Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh happened after that. Mm. 
Mm. And mm. I look at that as an example of the way national news position those two things. Mm. How mm. national like newsrooms that are very white still after all these years they're still very white. How they mm. position the Kavanaugh trials as a real um uh a challenge for women to hear because so many of us have gone through harassment and assault mm. and and have experienced, you know, the the kind of power that comes with somebody like him uh mm-hmm. and how sure. unite the right was not nationally at least i know here it was an emergency but nationally right it didn't feel that urgency of how terrifying this was for people of color mm-hmm. so as a woman yeah. of color we live in that intersectional space where we are navigating both, both. um mm-hmm. which on the one hand is really um challenging mm-hmm. on the other hand it is tremendously powerful that we have access to all of those experiences and it's really fun that we can um you know not that those events are fun but right. it's really fun that we are able to communicate and understand so many parts of what's happening in our country right now. Mm-hmm. Hey Charles, I got a question for Angela. Yes sir. Angela, how you doing? Hi Troy. <laughs> Razor, sorry on the radio. Yeah, 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 y'all call me by my government name. What's All right, the, 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 the fans is calling now. The fans uh-huh. got I know, you. Right? <laughs> 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 Let me ask you this, okay? By you being a woman of color that is not an African-American woman, with what you're trying to do in the community with Charlottesville tomorrow, what assistance can African-American women give you in your in your plight of giving them a voice? Because a lot of times our community don't take advantage of the opportunities that they don't know exist. So you have a platform with us right now. So tell exactly what you're looking for. I, Troy, I got to tell you, I don't need assistance. I need leadership, which is what Mm -hmm. African-American women in this town have been giving. So Mm -hmm. if there are things that we need to report on, stories, Mm -hmm. uh, people Mm -hmm. who are listening need to tell. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for that leadership so they, you know, so that your, your listeners can feel confident. They can come to me. And talk to me and I will help them uh, to get that coverage that's really, really important locally um, to the best of my ability. I will use I've been in the business for 20 years and I will use my skills to do that. Um, one thing I've been doing since I started, I started I started with sort of a community listening tour. I just really wanted to fill my head with the voices of lots of different kinds of people in town because it's really easy in Charlottesville to just like have all Twitterati sort of in your head. Um, and I really didn't want to have only that in my brain. So I, I've talked to 50 people now since December 1 in this listening tour, and mm-hmm. I just want more folks to feel like they can call on our newsroom, call on me specifically mm-hmm. uh, to talk about what they want and need in local news. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's that's leadership, a, a it's very, not assistance. All right. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting point because oftentimes what you hear in conversation when it comes to uh, the Black community in Charlottesville is that the few voices that uh, we hear from are the minorities, the same ones over and over again. And there are others who have opinions, sometimes differing opinions that we are not hearing from, who may want to engage but choose not to because the voices that we always hear from are, are just more overpowering. And so, you know, I would like to see a space where the people that are in these shadows who have opinions and who want to engage and and help move the black community forward 
really come out of the shadows. Like if, if you don't mm. want your white counterparts to tell your story, mm -hmm. then come forward and tell your own stories. And then you can't, I mean, so then you can't complain when there's somebody else telling it because you're volunteering, you know, here I am, I'm lending my voice. Mm. But rather than talking about these people who exist, whether, and I've heard them uh, referred to as a, a subset of the community, the voices that we hear from, but um, rather than, than hearing about those that aren't coming forward as like some mystical creatures that are out there and <laughs> and they they have something to say, we, we just aren't hearing from them. Come forward. That's the only thing that way that we make this community better as a whole is really if we work together. Mm. But, you know, I, I'm totally aware it's not easy to come forward in media. I mean, you look at our media landscape in this country. Um, you know, in 20 years, fewer than half of news organizations, last 20 years, fewer than half of news organizations in this country have made any progress towards having mm -hmm. diversity that looks anything like the census, anything like the actual population of this country. Fewer mm -hmm. than half. Not, not to mention that our sort of news media, uh, there's really good studies from Pew Research and others, um, has just contracted. We have a third, a third of employees in news organizations have been lost, have been laid off or have left the industry in the last uh, 20 years. So mm -hmm. it's our, our industry is just small, which makes mm -hmm. those openings to get in, which mm -hmm. makes the accessibility of journalists who are doing more and more work for less and less pay, um, mm -hmm. makes it difficult. Yeah. And so at Charlottesville Tomorrow, we are trying to change that economy. And and we think this is, this is what we're gambling on. Mm -hmm. Gamble, it's an educated, <laughs> um, <laughs> right, right. educated uh, planning. Um, we think that this is this place, Charlottesville and the Charlottesville area in particular, actually sees news, storytelling, representation mm -hmm. as valuable. Mm -hmm. And that this community will invest in that in that process because representation is so important. Mm, we sure hope so, Riz. Mm -hmm. But you know, I, I think I think that's a great um point to do sort of the last introduction before we get into you know, some of the um, meat and potatoes of the topics is CIM. You know, I heard you mention the listening tour, so please expound upon, you know, um, you know, CIM and sort of the role that that's playing for. And I've, our listeners are aware that, you know, they've heard us talk about it. But now with you and your new role, how do you see CIM, you know, attacking those issues you and Max are talking about? Yeah. So, Charles, uh, you and I and Sarad Davenport of Vinegar right. Hill Magazine. Shout out to Sarad. Hey, Sarad. Who also gave a great performance in Pipeline last oh, night. Yes, I was yes, able to yes. see it. It was yeah, real cool. Uh, you guys can see it at Live Arts. Lovely. Um, Speaking, speaking of uh, women of color leading that play actually mm -hmm. really dramatizes that in a very um, visceral way, yeah, yeah. if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, and a quick plug for that, today is the last day to, yeah. to watch it live, and I believe you can stream it as well. So if you can't make it out there, um, uh, go to uh, uh, to the Live Arts website, and you can um, actually buy tickets to stream it as well. So plug for the homies array. Yeah. Um, but back, back to CAM, Charlottesville Inclusive Media is such an amazing partnership between these three organizations. And the way I see it, um, if we are going to have uh, a change in sort of how our media ecosystem works, at least locally, right? Mm -hmm. National is another picture, but locally, we can do it because we have these amazing institutions that reach people in different ways already, reach people where they are already. So, you know, I think between the three of our organizations, we're we're beginning to build sort of a structure by which we can um, get more people. As Sarad says, we need more people in the public discourse. Um, 
get more people into the public discourse and make an economy, pay people for work. I think a lot of times when we're talking about representation, there's so much expectation that people of color in particular volunteer. But this is professional work and it takes time and it takes energy. So we really want to work toward um, building that economy for more people to be part of our newsmaking, be part of our storytelling in town. Mm, that's spot on. I love it. So, if, how, so th- this is great. I think we laid the we laid the layout, Miss Max. Great uh, foundation. Right. You know, everybody knows who we all shook hands. You know, uh, Razor hadn't scared anybody <laughs> away yet. So, um, with that being said, let's take a quick break. <laughs> and um, nah, he, he waiting though, Charles. Look at him. He waiting. He waiting. That, that's See, my girl. Yeah. It's a long show, bro. Yeah, that's right. Don't speak too early. Three hours. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so folks, tell a friend, tell a friend. Uh, Ms. Max, tell them how to reach us. Tell them who here, if they want to ask a question or talk to us. Yeah, yeah, to, to contact us at the station, the number is 434-422-9101. Hit us up on, um, we're streaming live on Facebook and I believe YouTube, but uh, mm-hmm. send us a message on Facebook. Um, let us know any questions you might have, thoughts, comments. Yep, yep. And in our video, man, Marshall said that the links are in the comments as well, y'all. So if you want a link to find more info about the CIM team, check the comment section on our Facebook page. But as Miss Max said, we will be right back, y'all. You're listening to In My Humble Opinion with Maxilia Robinson and Charles Lewis only on 1013 Jams. <laughs> 